Hello, and welcome to the Old Soul Archaeology Podcast. My name is Michelle Janae. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Are you ready to dig deep? Hello, and welcome back to Old Soul Sojourn. My name is Michelle Janae with Old Soul Archaeology, and today my sojourner is my guest Marlene Elizabeth with Money Wings. I'm going to go ahead and let the audience know after I give you a warm welcome here, Marlene. Welcome to you. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you. I think that your message, while it's always timely, is very timely for this first episode of the year. But let me go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about you. I'm going to go ahead and read your bio here. Marlene starts off by saying, like you, certified money coach, mamapreneur, and author, Marlene Elizabeth has heard the phrase financial success defined in numerous ways over the years. Is it a magic number you reach? Is it a lifestyle you live? Is it power and influence? Is it being debt-free? Finally? Is it meant for only a chosen few? Those with a knack for numbers, a college degree, born from wealthy parents, are just plain lucky? Or is there a different story? As a single mom who's risen from financial hardship to becoming a highly paid online teacher, Marlene's view is radically different. She shares with female audiences and clients that financial success is knowing the fastest path to achieving your financial dream. She shares with female audiences and clients that financial success and knowing the fastest path to achieving your financial dream is believing in yourself. Her number one international best-selling book, Money Wings, available on Amazons and at Barnes & Noble, is a spirit-filled love note full of inspiration for creative, spiritual, entrepreneurial women to courageously embrace their financial potential. Deeply motivated to be a role model for her daughter, Marlene coined the term Money Wings and trademarked it as well in 2010 to describe the capability women have to change their money story, regardless of their financial history. Marlene understands that when you tap into this freedom to financially soar, you can't help but unfold your own beautiful money wings. Her deeply caring, strategic, and innovative approach creates a safe harbor for women to connect, learn, and grow one brave feather at a time. Through her private one-on-one -on -one money mindset coaching, group retreats, and online courses, Marlene tenderly empowers women to own their moment by answering the call to transform their relationship with money. Wow! That's a lot. That's so amazing. I just have goosebumps just having read that. What, what an amazing approach to money. And so let's just get started with your story, right? You, you suffered some financial hardship like so many of us do, but you found a way to overcome. Can you kind of take us back to maybe your pivot point? What did it look like before that? And what was this breakthrough moment for you? Sure. Yes. Uh, and thank you for that introduction. Um, so, you know, I, I write about this in, in my book, Money Wing, in that, you know, I never really learned about money in any formal way, you know, with, through my parents or in school. And so many of us find ourselves in that situation. And so I just picked up whatever, you know, observations, habits that I saw around me. And you know, I kind of lived my life uh, the best I knew how when it came to money. And I struggled a lot because I remember, you know, I just 
I never knew how to save my money. Uh, I never even thought of budgeting my money. I never thought of planning. Those concepts were never part of my thinking. Um, and so, but because I was single, you know, and lived a wonderful life, you know, doing all kinds of amazing things, you know, I, I did have, I got my college education, I traveled, I had wonderful careers and such. Um, but I always lived paycheck to paycheck. Sure. I, I, I always struggled, you know, and, but because I was single, it, it never really, uh, it, I guess I just never really felt motivated to change because I was doing just fine getting by. Right. Yeah. Until I became a mom. <laughs> and then my whole world changed. You know, at that point, you know, I just, you know, I've always been big on personal development. Um, and so, you know, when my daughter was born, I just knew that I really had this dream to raise her as a money smart girl. And also, I wanted to be a stay at home mom with her. You know, mm -hmm. time I felt was very precious with her. And so I thought, I better get this money situation figured out. And so I ended up kind of facing, you know, this kind of elephant in the room, you know, head on. Um, I had had a lot of um, kind of money shame around, you know, a lot of my experience with um, finances. And so I really had to kind of muster up my courage to do this. And so my first uh, thought was to you know, dive into the nuts and bolts of finance, you know, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to get this excellent book from Amazon, I remember, and I paid like $150. This was like a course textbook, right? Wow. And so I thought this is going to, you know, help me. And, you know, I've always been a good student. So, you know, so I, I opened the book in the first couple pages, I was very relieved because the author reassured the readers that, you know, finances is not rocket science, you know, you could do this. So that gave me some hope. <laughs> But it didn't take me long before I just, I was not connecting at all with, with, with the book and with, with really the nuts and bolts of finance. And so I thought, I, so I closed the book and I thought, you know, there's just got to be a way in. And so I basically, at this point, you know, I just really followed my intuition. And, you know, when we talk about being old souls, you know, I really see that as one big piece of, of, of an old soul. Um, is somebody that just uh, has this sense of groundedness and trust and faith uh, to follow their intuition, right? Um, in uncharted territory. Sure. <laughs> so I ended up just going right back onto Amazon and thinking to myself, I looked for a different type of book this time because I started thinking to myself, well, how do people with a healthy relationship to money think? How do, how do people with, you know, wealth think, right? To me, that just seemed like the obvious way to approach this. And so I went on to Amazon and I found a couple of books, believe it or not, that cost 99 cents. <laughs> and they were wisdom quotes about money. And so I, but by the time I finished these books, there must have been like, you know, I'd written, I had read five, 500 quotes, right? But for me as a busy mom, it was just the most practical way to actually start diving into this topic because it was bite-sized. It was um, light. It was profound. You know, mm. it was just, but they were nugget-sized pieces about money. And it really opened up my perception as to how I was actually thinking about money. And eventually I kind of started seeing patterns in the different quotes. Mm. And really what it all boiled down to is my biggest, biggest takeaway from all of my, the quotes that I read was, 
money is about so much more than money. <laughs> and it really does have to do with your mindset. And so to me, and this was way before, you know, people started talking about mindset. This was way before people even really started making that connection between, you know, neuroscience and, you know, our brain, you know, pathways and such. Um, to me, it was just, you know, it was just, it, it became very clear that mindset was really important. So that was actually my doorway into transforming my relationship to money. It wasn't through the nuts and bolts of finance. It was really first taking a look at my mindset. But you know, Michelle, what happened was, is that I, I still didn't completely make progress until I started diving into the deeper world of spirituality and money. Mm. That's really when it started to turn around for me fully. So it was kind of this more holistic approach to money, where it's mind, body, spirit, our emotions, all of it together that we bring to the table. So um, that that was kind of a, a little bit of, of how I ended up really kind of turning this, this kind of like a sea change in my life, you yeah. know, when it came to finances. I love that, uh, the quotes idea. First of all, you, you bought an expensive book, which you could bemoan, but the way I see that, and it's something that I teach in in my course, The Journey of a Lifetime, when you reflect or review over your over your day, or whatever's going on with you, you sometimes can feel like you take you've taken a step backwards, right? Oh my gosh, I just lost $150. But you went out on a ledge, right, which gave you perspective that and that perspective in that one book was maybe a 99 cent quote that you can do this, right? It, gave you the belief. Yeah. So it wasn't a waste. And then you go back and you're blessed with these amazing books that just have wisdom. And the the amazing thing there is that those quotes are free, right? You can go to Goodreads, you can go to Quotable, you can go to all these places, but it was nice and compiled, right? So that saved you time. So there's so much more yeah. value there than the 99 cents. But I also see those quotes as like mindset mantras. They started to change your mindset before you even knew it was a thing. And because you were able possibly to stay out of your head about it, like the quotes kind of go right to your heart. So then you're you don't get in your own way. Does that sound like? Yeah, you know, that is a great, great point. And that is actually a, um, a big nugget that I learned along the way that part of my challenge in um, whether I was stuck in my relationship to money versus moving forward was the difference between me being in my head versus being more in my body and mm. in my emotions. Yes. And so you're absolutely right. It does take this journey. Um, and I think, well, this journey in terms of transforming our relationship to money, it does require us to be in, inside of our body yeah. uh, much more than we realize. And, um, and for me, that was an epiphany because Sometimes in the spiritual world, we can be more up in our head rather than grounded. And so I love the perspective of keeping our eyes on the stars, but our feet on the ground. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's, it's interesting because I've just uh, recently had a conversation with a belly dancer. She teaches somatic experience and really about being in your body. And to think about money from that aspect is something that I, to this day, to this moment right now, had never heard of. But having just recently talked to her and then connecting the dot the dots with what you're saying, I can sort of relate it to when I think my money mindset was starting to change. And that was that 
when I got a bill, I was happy to pay it. I was grateful for the service it had provided. And there was a, there was a definite visceral connection to, and I think most people don't have that, right? They, they dread the yeah. mailbox, they dread the bills, but they, they enjoy in the meantime, all of those benefits that they haven't paid for yet. So kind of turning that around to me was, was very visceral even, but I didn't realize it at the time. Yes. And this is a great example of the shifts that take place in money coaching. When you start diving into, you know, doing your money work and being like aware even of that even taking place and being intentional. Yes, absolutely. I love it. So let me ask you a, a question about your coaching, you know, kind of thinking where I used to be, or maybe like general public. I think a lot of us might feel like money coaching is the nuts and bolts, how to balance your checkbook, right? Which is the only thing I learned in high school was how to balance my checkbook. There was nothing else about money from a heart standpoint or desire standpoint. How do you how, how does one kind of understand that they're moving into a place that does require that deeper dive and that maybe balancing their checkbook isn't their first step? <laughs> I mean, because, which is hard because right now, if we don't balance that checkbook, right, we're going to go deeper into the red. So how do you approach that with a client? So, um, you know, Oftentimes, it's, you know, it's definitely a dance of both, right? It's right. definitely a dance of the, of the inner and the outer. So the way I like to think about our relationship to money is there's the inner game, you know, there's the outer game. So the inner game being mindset, the outer game being the practical nuts and bolts, and then the higher game, which involves, mm -hmm. you know, purpose, um, you know, where we're, where our you know, where our desire is, you know, to serve, um, you know, our gifts, our talents are. So, um, so that's how I approach, you know, the conversations that I have with people that are even curious about money coaching. So I also help them to explain that, you know, it, well, that piece helps them to understand that we're not really diving into the nuts and bolts uh, in the work per se, but the work that we're doing will impact how they return back to mm. the nuts and bolts. So for example, you mentioned budgeting. So, you know, sometimes what happens is that the, there can be a lack of creativity when it comes to budgeting. <laughs> and most of my clients are very, you know, highly creative and spiritual and, you know, and so I try to uh, uh, provide more of a feminine approach to finances to balance out oftentimes the more masculine energy around finances. And so, you know, a lot of times somebody can feel um, like so excited and freed by creating a budget where they come up with their own name for mm -hmm. the mortgage payment. Instead of calling it the mortgage payment, it's their, you know, it's their love shack or, you know, <laughs> you know, just different fun ways that you can kind of infuse your, your, your budgeting system in a way that's meaningful to you you know, and, um, and also sometimes even making it pretty, you know, using stickers, making it fun, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it really just, you know, or your own personality, you know, however that is, but, but what happens is, is that that, that part of that person is discovered in the money coaching work, because what they'll discover oftentimes is that 
They're simply repeating how they're oftentimes, you know, it's our parents, right, that are our primary caregivers. They're often just repeating, well, this is what mom always did, so this is what I do, right? This is what dad always did, so this is what I do. Um, but it's unconscious. It's, it's an unconscious kind of, um, you know, repeating until they stop and think, well, how would I do it? You know, what, what would it look like to me and how does that feel? You know, and, and Michelle, you know, when we talk about this, you know, we're really talking about some deep areas, they're tender areas. And so, you know, we really um, approach this with a lot of compassion, a lot of self-care, a lot of, a, uh, more of an attitude of curiosity and openness to discovering new perspectives uh, rather than the self-critical or judgmental, you know, uh, approach. We kind of put that aside for a bit and just let ourselves kind of play in this area. And I really like to provide that safe place for women to do that because, um, you know, what happens is, is that a lot of times when we are stuck in that scarcity mindset, right, where we start to live very small, think very small, be very small in the world, it impacts us health-wise, it impacts our emotions, you know, a lot of, so no wonder sometimes we might suffer anxiety or depression, it impacts our relationships, including our financial flow, you know, so the work that we do, you know, with money, it ends up impacting so many other areas of our life in a positive way uh, that it, it, it's really, it's really amazing. It sounds exciting. I mean, it, it kind of like gives you a little electrical surge, little goosebumps, because so many of us, you know, and I don't know if it's just the society we live in. Um, there's a lot of societies, right, that don't really have the money issues we have, and they don't need the money that we think we need either, because there's a there's a different um, idea of abundance. But how do we, like, how did we end up here? Why Why is there so much shame? Shame seems to be like the biggest thing around money, you know, and it's it's not really addressed in most money coaching, a lot of people don't even understand that there's shame around money. Can you speak to the the shame and the why why we feel so negative about this thing that we place so much quote unquote value on? I love this question, Michelle. Money shame. This is yes, this to me is again that elephant in the room. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times we don't move forward. I know this was the case for me. I never felt comfortable to talk to anybody about my financial, financial challenges. I would have much rather and did rather put on that faith that everything's going to be fine, put my head in the sand. I was very much an avoider. I was very much, um, you know, one that just thought, oh, it'll all work itself somehow, right? Um, and I never felt there was really anyone I could talk to about it. I felt the sense of shame of, I should be smarter than this. I mean, what's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, what, you know, there's so much that happens, but here's the thing with shame. And, you know, I know you may know Brene Brown, your, mm -hmm. uh, your audience may have heard of Brene Brown. You know, she yeah. talks about shame and that if you expose it to the light, it can't live anymore. Right. It starts to heal. It starts to, you know, air gets into it. Right. And it starts to, to, to transform into something um, that's much more productive for us, for us, you know. And so I think that money coaching is so important to include in the conversation, you know, kind of allowing that space 
space to be vulnerable, to talk a little bit about the shame. And it has, you know, it, it, it surfaces in various, you know, ways. Um, but just being able to talk about it, just to be able to talk about it, just to even hear ourselves, you know, is, is a gift. And, um, and then from there to be able to, you know, kind of bring it to the surface, because I do believe in, I do believe in, you know, there's light and there's also shadow. We have to balance both, sure. you know, there's, there's both. And so to be able to approach the, the light in our relationship to money, meaning like all the things that are going great, all the things that we're, we're very empowered in doing, but then when we approach the areas that are disempowering, learning, you know, how, you know, how has that served us up to this point? Honoring that, honoring that place in us that, well, we haven't been doing it so well, and it's not working for us, but there's a reason, you know, why I'm self-sabotaging myself. There's a fear that I have. Let's get to that fear. What's going on there, you know, and how can I move forward one step forward, one brave feather at a time with support? Mm -hmm right, with support, because we can't really do this alone. We have to, there's only so many books we can read, there's only so many videos we can watch, but it is a relationship. And so it does require, you know, to do it in relationship with other people as well, you know, so whether it's one on one or with groups of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to speak about money in a sense of belonging. And it's true, we can't, it is an elephant in the room, because there's so many people, I mean, if I had turned to my best friend or my brother or sister at that time, they wouldn't have known what to say back to me. They would have had their own shame issues. So that sense of belonging in a support community that can not only say, hey, you know, I get it. I might not have been exactly where you are, but you're not alone in that is incredibly powerful. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about elephant in the room a lot. In that's kind of one of the mm. themes of my podcast is all of these really spiritual things that we don't talk about and really to address money as a a tool of belonging, right? We think we need money to belong and yet we we need to kind of belong so that we don't let money overrule who we are. Yes. In fact, I was going to circle back to something you said earlier before you were um, talking about, you know, shame, money shame. And that is that we in the United States as Americans, we're in a different situation than other countries um, in when it comes to, to money. And each country is unique in its own way of how it is when it comes to money, right? That value exchange and, and how it's done. To me, I find that even like, to me, that's like a whole nother world that's very fascinating to me. Um, I majored in international relations. Okay. So, I mean, I just have this natural like, oh, I, I just love that. Um, and so... So, but one of the ways that I look at, you know, when I, when I'm working with my clients is, you know, my, my passion with behind it is that, you know, this isn't about the money. This is actually about the individual and our, we, what we discover is that when we start doing money work, it's a wonderful mindfulness practice. And also it helps us to learn so much about us. You know, it's like, it's like a mirror. It really can be like a mirror, but not in the way we think, you know, and that's what to me is, is very exciting. Um, and it, that can feel scary for some people until they realize that, oh my goodness, this is actually a process that is meant to free me and to help me to see that I don't get my power or my value from this money. You know, money isn't good. Money isn't bad. It's just money. It's just neutral, you know, and that's why I like to say that 
finances at the core is a spiritual matter. Mm -hmm. It's actually a spiritual journey, you know, because of everything we tend to project onto money. Yes. Which if we realize, you know, and so, but we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, do, we just don't realize it. And the other thing I like to also share with my clients or even just my students or even an audience that I'm speaking to is that the way that I see money is that it's a way to help magnify ourselves in the world, to radiate ourselves because we're so finite, right? But, you know, the love in my heart, right, it, it can be magnified by, let's just say, my giving that I give, if it's 10% or whatever I give, right? It just magnifies who I am in the world in a beautiful way, you know? Um, And there's a lot of people that create lots of wealth and still don't find meaning and find a lot of challenges. I mean, that's, that's the thing I think people are most surprised about is sometimes people think that just because their bank account doesn't have anything in it or isn't as much as they want in it, somebody with more money in their account doesn't have the same challenges, but that is just not true at all. We all have limiting money beliefs. We all have challenges when it comes to money. And so it's, it's, it, it, it truly is a universal conversation. Right. It really is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you talk about money magnifying who we are and, and that can go both ways, right? Because if you're still pre money wings coaching, you may be in a place where your approach to money, your projection onto money is that magnification of your shame and self doubt, right? And so when you go out and spend, you may be frivolous, which might show up as a mask, because now you're able to wear that that nicer outfit that you couldn't really afford trying to fit in or whatever. I also like to think of shadow shadow work is kind of interesting. And as you were talking about shadow, it was envisioning the sun, right, coming over uh, an object. And the shadow itself is not a literal repre- representation of that object. It's, it's impossible. It distorts it. It elongates it, it. It shortens it. It widens it. And then it morphs it with other things that the light hits at the same time. So I, I almost had this view of a, a funhouse mirror you know, that I personally, I never wanted to go into. I was always like, oh, I don't want to see myself like that, right? It's so hard to see ourselves. And it's really hard to mm. see ourselves with regard to money. So what what I really want to get into now, this was my lead into talking about your money wings story. And I want to read this part of your bio again, because it is so powerful. So you coined the term money wings in 2010, describing the capability women have to change their money story regardless of their financial history. The power of story, right? For the for the shadow side or you know or the the sunlight side. When we when we shine that light on the shadow, not all things in shadow are bad. They just are distorted. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me about this beautiful concept of money wings. Let's go back there because we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but it's etheric, it's esoteric. Um, I love the idea of wings. Tell me a little bit more about how you came to that term and what that means to your story and then the story of others. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, um, I'm thank you for asking that. I don't often get to share this. Um, and I, so a lot of people don't realize this. I don't think I've even shared it in the book, but the term itself has evolved. But I know exactly the, the moment that I, that the term came to me was um, my daughter was two years old. 
And it was in that time, in that moment where I just, I just knew something had to change, you know? And so I remember that I'd had a dream and in the morning, you know, when you're kind of awake, but not really, it's that twilight time. Yeah. So it's very clear in that moment, what you're seeing and what you're visualizing. And so my dream was that I went up to heaven and there were wings everywhere, right? And that's kind of like the typical kind of like, oh, angels wings, right? And I remember that there was like a seat and there were all, and they weren't literally wings. I mean, they were people, but to me, you know, in the dream, it's symbolic, they're wings, right? And so there's new wings, there were wings coming up from earth and then there was wings getting ready to head down to earth. Mm-hmm. And um, there was somebody asking, you know, the person, cause they were getting ready to go down to earth and the new fresh you know, person who had just arrived from earth told this new person that was going to go down to earth, you know, um, to, you know, to grow your money wings, you know, grow, you know, grow your, grow your, grow your money wings, you know? And, um, so money wings is the word that I woke up with in my, in my, uh, you know, in my consciousness, but I didn't really think much of the term at the, at the time, honestly, because to me it was just, okay, but it stuck. It just stuck and it stuck and it stuck. And so the term has actually grown as I've grown because when I first, you know, envisioned it, um, I knew, well, it, it was more like literal, you know, like kind of like money instead of money pit, money wings, right? Because yeah. at the time I felt like money pit, like, oh, like this, but instead, no, there's, it's a lifting up. So at that point, that's what it meant to me. But as time has unfolded, and even now, as you ask this question, Michelle, you know, it truly is a, a blending of heaven and earth. It really mm-hmm. is you know, it's really allowing money. And I have this beautiful money visualization that I do annually um, that I share with my clients, but it really, it's, it's really being able to rise above this place that sometimes we feel that, you know, our focus can just be on the money. Um, But if we can just allow ourselves just to be part of the abundance and the flow. And I know people say, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? You know, (laughs) it's my next Um, question, actually. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) How do I be part of this abundance and part of the flow? And, you know, there's a lot of different ways. I know one of the simplest ways that I will sometimes share with a client um, is, or even just a student is, you know, to just take a deep breath and connect into, you know, the abundance all around us, you know, so, for example, you know, you look at a diamond, and just imagine all the facets on that diamond. I mean, there's just one facet, but that's one of many facets. Or you take an apple and consider all the varieties of just an apple, much less all the other fruits, much less all the other vegetables, or flowers, you know, consider, of course, you know, the millions of stars in the sky, and you have a beautiful reflection, by the way, of, of the stars, a sky, uh, I know, on your website, which mm-hmm. I love. Thank um, you. Yes. Um, or even just like there's over 22,000 snowflakes, individual snowflakes in a pound, you know, <laughs> of snow, like a snowball, right? So it's kind of like, just really becoming aware of the abundance that is truly all around us really realizing and stopping to realize that if we wanted to experience everything in this life, we couldn't, we just couldn't. There's just no way we could know every bug, every tree, every creature in the ocean. Okay. That is abundance. 
that is abundance. And, but the thing is, is that even though we live in that reality, our self-limiting beliefs that we end up inheriting, you know, they keep us thinking small. Yeah. Like, like, but Marlene, how do I pay my rent next month? (laughs) Right. And yes, yes. And, but see, to be able to, when you tap into the incredible abundance, it's so profound. And then when you, when you uh, connect into the spirituality behind that, whether you, um, like for me, I, I believe in a higher power. I believe in a creator. I believe that, you know, we are loved, that we are cared for. I believe that just like I sit in this seat and that it's supporting me, I believe in that kind of a creator, that I just can sit and know the chair is going to be there. In the same way, the creator, you know, our, our, you know, the universe, it supports us in that way. But what happens is that we don't tend to like, we, ch- we struggle in that faith and we struggle yeah. in that um, belief and we struggle in, so instead we try to do it all ourselves and we try to control it all ourselves. And believe me, how do I know this? Hello, right? <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, we try, and so then we wear ourselves out and yeah. we end up, you know, we end up with anxiety attacks, panic attacks, you know, gl- um, glandular problems, you know, relational problems, emotional we try to do, 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 do so, so much. And so I know a lot of times people say that your approach to finances has a real feminine spirit to it. And I, I, I'm so glad that people do feel that because it's, it's to bring more of that back into, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole conversation. To me, if you are an old soul walking in this lifetime, to me, you probably know that that's missing, you know, that there's, whether it's masculine or feminine, whichever sure. one energy is missing, that is missing. And so to me, money wings is bringing that, that balance back so that, you know, we really realize that we are loved so much more profoundly than we sometimes realize and that we were born to be the gift in the world and finances support that opportunity to be that gift in the world for other people. Yeah, and I can I can see, you know, that focus having been there, uh, fortunately, not now, but having been there, like, how am I going to pay my rent is, is very real to people, but it's like, this, it's, you know, right in front of their face. And so they can't see and so actually, yes. the, the stepping back, and then it's I, counter, it, it, I'm sorry, Michelle, I was gonna say it's counterintuitive. Yes. So that's what happens. And so it's like, wait a minute, you want me to stop and think about this one? So what happens is, is we talked about the body being, so a lot of times, if I do find a client that just simply cannot focus on what we're doing, you know, in terms of the internal work, um, then what happens is I try to help them calm themselves in their body. And, you know, you know, the actual techniques and things that are scientifically proven to help, you know, calm us down physically, right? Because when we're in the fear, flight, or freeze mode, we, there's nothing we can pay attention to, right? So the first part is to physically get ourselves calm. And then the next thing is to start addressing how are you going to pay your rent, right? And so just helping them in that way. Enough so get that then they can go into the deeper work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. resourcefulness yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to I have to kind of play the devil's advocate with that word counterintuitive yes. though. Oh, okay. <laughs> because okay, if yes. you really think about inner wisdom and and the old soul connection, the intuitive thing would be to step back. Yeah, but we use counterintuitive unfortunately in the same way we view money in our world and it's very it's a, a very limited 
but I've expanded my vocabulary with my intuition. Yes, so yes, <laughs> I have to point yes. that out in a fun way, but you're right. It's, yeah. it's kind of counter cultural. That's it. Countercultural. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It is countercultural, right? Cause it is actually more natural to, to care, you know, to step back and to really take care of ourselves. That is a more natural way. That's right. More countercultural. Right. When we, when we yeah. step back too, we can see that it, it is a journey that, yeah, maybe the rent needs to be paid and we might pay it and we might not, and we might get creative, but if we can kind of look at it as a, as a process that takes some shifting, which can be steps. I absolutely believe in instant mindset shifts, but it's rare because the person has to be completely aligned and ready. And usually there's some lead up journey to that as well. So, um, so if you were, we're, we're running a little low on time here. So my last question Mm -hmm. for you would be if you had to give two or three tips to someone who's just kind of they're they're in that place that you were right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Single mom trying to pay the bills. You know, they've got a job they, they like, but doesn't pay enough or they don't like, and the, the money isn't, isn't fulfilling. What two or three things can they do on their own, whether they hire you or look at your website or not, what can they do to mm-hmm. get into a place where their relationship with money is, is starting to heal? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, so one of the things that I recommend is that, um, it, one thing that's really easy to do is learn what your money type is. You know, um, there's eight different money archetypes that I teach about. And um, I do have a free quiz that you can take. And you, what happens is you, you, you take the quiz and it's not hard at all. And then you get a, a result uh, back as to what your money archetype is. And so the reason I recommend that is because it helps you to see, okay, first of all, I'm not alone in this. Okay, there's, a, there's actually other people that are in this way, you know, relationship type of relationship with money, right? Right. And it also helps to bring some awareness as to, oh, okay, I didn't realize that that was some of the habits or patterns that, you know, that I have around money. And so how it gives you a starting place and it gives you some vocabulary to start talking about this, right? In a way that's fun and easy and safe, you know? And um, so that's one thing that I, that I recommend. And again, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Um, the other thing that I recommend, and again, these are, you know, tips that, you know, it's kind of more universal. So everyone has their own unique kind of circumstances. Right. Um, but I do recommend being able to connect in with other like-minded people. In, in the case, I work with women, but other like-minded people who are wanting to start this journey and who are wanting to pay more attention and become more intentional um, with their relationship with money. Um, Because a lot of times what happens is those in your inner circle sometimes are not on board with it. And sometimes they're part of the the challenge of moving forward. Um, And so it's really important to have that support because it's a really easy to just keep ignoring and then like come to the next year and say, oh my goodness, I'm still in this. And that's not good for anybody because it erodes your self-confidence, your self-esteem. So it really is important that when you make a, a, um, a decision to start looking at your relationship to money, that you somehow have some accountability around it. You know, that you somehow have somebody who also says, 
you know, checks in on you and says, hey, you know, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they care about you and they want to make sure that you are continuing to unfold your money wings, you know, unfold them so that they're not so tight, <laughs> but they're kind of slowly starting to unfold. So um, connecting with other like-minded people. Um, and then the third is I would say that, um, you know, I am this year in 2021, I'm going to be starting something new, which is a um, free kind of coffee chat. I'm calling it the Money Wings Coffee Chat. And it's kind of like, you know, you go by Starbucks and you meet a friend at Starbucks and you sit down and have a cup of coffee for an hour and you just talk. And um, that's what I'm going to be offering um, monthly. So it's another way to um, kind of bring questions that you have or concerns or just listen. You don't even have to talk to come to these. You can just attend and just learn more. Um, maybe learn about a new book that might be helpful for you or a new technique that might be helpful for you or maybe a creative way to solve a financial challenge that you're having in a, in a very practical way. So um, that's also going to be an opportunity too that um, I invite people to be a part of. And of course, it doesn't have to be a Money Week coffee chat, but there are those out there. There's, there's opportunities for women to um, come together and actually learn and uh, with each other as well. So. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Great tips. So um, you are also, you have a program that you run seasonally, and I think we're about to launch another one here in January 2021. Can you give us just a brief synopsis of what that looks like? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Yes. Yeah, so um, I am uh, in January, on January 22nd, that's a Friday, um, I'm going to be running a six-week-long money retreat. It's called the Money Wings Retreat. And it's a uh, one-hour uh, session where women get to come together to get some group co group money coaching. And so we go through a process where we dive uh, into your money story. And then um, we learn a little bit more about the, you know, specific habits and patterns and behaviors that are kind of playing out in your money story, those that serve and those that don't serve. Um, and then you kind of get to, to really identify those. Um, you get to learn uh, about your money archetype. And um, you, we, we just really get an opportunity to see, you know, what is it that's holding you back so you can get some more clarity around that and then be able to um, determine what are some, you know, small but very significant steps that you can take to start transitioning and shifting those challenging areas that are keeping you stuck. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's um, limited. I, I like to keep the group small. So it is an intimate experience so that we get a chance to converse. Um, so I'm limiting the seats to just 12. Um, right now, we already have three enrolled. So I have nine spots left. And um, yeah, so and if you want to learn more in detail, um, you can visit my website. Uh, to learn more about that. Um, so I'm not sure if you're going to have that in the link or if you Yep, like there it. will be links uh, in the general places that you find the the post regarding this podcast. Of course, you're, if you're on Spotify or iTunes, you want to go to oldsoularchaeology.com and uh, Google Marlene Elizabeth or Money Wings. They'll be tagged, but the links will be there. They'll also be in Anchor FM where this podcast launches from. But I also want to mention them quickly for anyone who has a pen. Marlene's website is MarleneElizabeth.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-N-E. -E, and then Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H.com. 
we spell our names in so many different ways, but I bet you could Google Money Wings and Marlene and find her. You can find her at facebook.com forward slash grow money wings, instagram.com forward slash grow money wings, and linkedin.com slash in slash money wings. That's it. Google Money Wings. <laughs> Great. I so appreciate all the wisdom that you've shared here and for taking an old soul approach to money. And this has been so enriching for me. I'm certain that it will be for my audience. And I'd love to have you back on a future podcast. I hope we can do this again, Marlene. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. And it's been such an honor to be part of your show, especially as we kick off this new year. And I would absolutely love to come back. So thank you so, so much. You're welcome. All right, you peoples, go out there and grow your money wings. You can change your story. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in. This has been Old Soul Sojourn with Marlene Elizabeth of Money Wings. My name is Michelle Janae with Old Soul Archaeology. Until next time, dig deep. <laughs>